was a leak in the boiler room. The poor, the lame, the blind. Who were the ones that we kept in charge? Killers, thieves, and lawyers. God's away, God's away, God's away on business, business. God's away, God's away, God's away on business, business. Welcome to the Armageddon and Retrospect podcast. Today, let's talk about Jehovah's Witnesses and courtship, dating as a Jehovah's Witness. They have their own set of teachings and ideas and beliefs on the subject, of course. Probably not unique to them. If you were to search around in other fundamentalist Christian groups, you'd find similar values, ideas, beliefs. A lot of it centers around their obsession with suppressing sexuality, sexual urges, and chastity, to use that word. I'd like to jump into a 1966 Watchtower, November 15th edition. Sometimes these older articles, witnesses would say they're old light or they're outdated. And of course, the organization has taken a more modern view of things. I think this is actually pretty accurate, what it says in this magazine. I don't think there's anything that's really been updated and sometimes just the wording and the language used in the older articles. Oh my God, it's so good. You could just tell it was written by a crotchety old single guy named Fred Franz, who had no idea about the opposite sex. The guy obviously, uh, as far as I know, probably never saw a naked woman. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Uh, he just He just comes up obviously with this crazy language this has come from his brain because all the articles of this time frame have like the same tones the same wording and he was just this weird old guy pumping out these ideas and these teachings even though he wasn't the president nor was at this time nathan h nor fred was the one freddie boy was the one spinning out the doctrine and the rules for the most part. It seems like he was the main driver behind this stuff. Anyways, that's just a little side point there. There's a question from readers. And the question is from MQ in the USA. Uh, fake initials, no doubt. At what age is it proper for a boy or a girl to start going out on dates and quotation marks with one of the opposite sex? Fascinating question, MQ. Okay, let's see how they reply. With all the emphasis that is placed on this in the modern world, it is only natural that young folks are concerned about it. But it is not wise to let it become the matter of chief concern. There you have it. There you have it. Let's just pause right there. You're asking the question, why are you even worried about it? Why are you worried about it? The world cares about it. Teens in the world care about it. But you shouldn't care about it. Get over it. Okay. It continues, turn in your Bible to Ecclesiastes 12.1 and notice where it says you should focus their interest. <laughs> so just point your interest away from dating, away from the opposite sex, away from all those desires. Just point it away and focus on this instead. Article continues, it reads, remember now your grand creator in the days of your young manhood before the calamitous days proceed to come or the years have arrived when you will say, I have no, no delight in them. Then see what Ecclesiastes 12 Verse 13 says, The conclusion of the matter, everything having been heard, is fear the true God and keep his commandments. For this 
is the whole obligation of man. Yes, this is the whole purpose of living. Everything else we do in life produces good results only if it is kept in its proper relation to our service to God. When you are single, you are free to move about and take up assignments in the service of God that married persons often cannot. They're like, like becoming an old weird guy at Bethel who cranks out articles like this. Married people can't come up with this kind of bullshit. Anyways, continues. There are marvelous blessings for those who take up the full-time ministry as Jehovah's Witnesses. Yes, like being broke full-time. Like not having any time to yourself also and giving all of your time and energy to an organization that gives you nothing in return. Okay, continues. You might serve at one of the Watchtower Society's Bethel homes or as a special pioneer or in the missionary work, as long as you don't care about getting into the missionary position. Possibly, that's right, it was, I added that piece. Possibly as a circuit servant. Think of the joys. Visiting and serving congregations. I, you know, I didn't really, I know there were single circuit overshoes. I didn't really see that many. But I don't see how marriage would have been a factor in that particular responsibility or privilege, as they like to say. Okay, here's a winner right here. This next line's a real winner. The years remaining before the end of the system of things are very few. 1966. 2020. 1966. 2020. Very few years remaining. Hmm. Seems like if you started dating in 1966, you'd probably be dead now. Probably be dead. <laughs> Not necessarily. I know I'm exaggerating a little bit. <laughs> but they had this whole narrative back then. Of course, they were kind of expecting the end right around 1975. So they were thinking nine years tops. And here we are. Article continues. The privileges now open will never be repeated. Yes, they will. They will be repeated. They will be repeated almost six years over and over again they've been repeated this is the time to take advantage of them in time most young folks do get married but why get yourself so emotionally involved that you feel impelled to marry almost as soon as you complete your schooling or perhaps even before that why not get a taste of life first and this is what they mean by get a taste of life first you ready and lay hold of the service opportunities that are open to you and by service opportunities of course circling back to what they just said they are referring to serving them, giving them your time, your energy, your money, everything. That's what they want you to do instead of dating. So right away, of course, they're trying to dissuade people from seeking something for themselves, uh, to have the desire to date, to find a life partner, to, or not even finding a life partner. Obviously, that's one aspect, but also just the aspect of enjoying meeting people, spending time with them, getting to know people. Those are all enjoyable aspects of dating. But again, this is going to distract you from us extracting resources from you. So if you could not divide your energy between us and someone of the opposite sex, we would appreciate that. Just forget that divided energy and just Put it all on us. 
Okay, article continues. Once you have set your course in life, you can intelligently plan other things around it. You'll be much happier if you do. There you go. There you have it. We're going to tell you how you feel. We are going to tell you what your emotional response is going to be. I was a pioneer, okay? And I went to Bethel as a single person. And I got told the whole time how happy I was supposed to fucking be. They're always telling you this stuff. You will be happier. You are happier. We are happy. Well, guess what? Sometimes you're not fucking happy no matter how many times they tell you you are. Sometimes you're depressed and lonely. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes you're dreading going door to door. Sometimes you're dreading waking up and working 44 hours a week in Bethel. Not always happy. But they say you will be, so there you have it. Then, the article continues, when the time comes that you want to take on the responsibilities that go with marriage, you'll be better equipped to handle them in the right way. Of course, yeah, because pioneering prepares you for marriage uh, and dating. How so? Well, you get used to rejection, pioneering. There you go. That's good for dating, rejection. Doors get slammed in your face. (laughs) People scream obscenities at you. You might even get punched, have a gun pulled on you. Great preparation for uh, dating and marriage. When you get to Bethel, they tell you how they're gonna, how you can decorate your, your room, what you can and can't have in there. It, that's probably good. Is that good preparation for marriage and dating? Maybe, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this is I'm going off on this one. As to seeking close association with a person of the opposite sex, it is well to realize that this is not simply a form of recreation. The end to which it naturally leads is marriage. 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 Okay, so the Jehovah's Witness viewpoint is if you're going to start dating somebody, you better plan on marrying them. That better be on your mind. You cannot date them recreationally. That is the thought behind dating as a Jehovah's Witness. It's always with the aim of marriage. Now, should you... Here's a, here's a genuine question. Should you just date around, maybe, and just date this person, date that person, break up with so-and-so, break up with so-and-so, and you know, leave a trail of broken hearts everywhere you go? I don't know. I don't have the answer to you. Maybe there's a point to just being completely... Um, unserious about it, you know. Maybe there's something there. Just isn't the fact of like, just not taking it serious ever. Now, granted, I think relationships, dating, it's something you're negotiating with another person. So it could be that the other person is totally into a casual relationship. Great, if that's what you negotiate, fine. I, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm just saying that. This idea that when you get into the, as soon as you get into the relationship, all of a sudden you're pointed towards your wedding day. That just seems a little bit too far in the opposite direction, if you ask me. Okay. Article continues. In some lands, young man and his bride-to-be never even visit together before their wedding. It is all arranged by their parents. In other places, parents always chaperone their daughter until she is married. And it's not wise to offend the public sense of decency by ignoring that custom. 
However, in certain places, a large number of parents do let their do let their minor children keep company with one of the opposite sex unattended under certain circumstances. Ooh, ooh that sounds dangerous. Opposite sex unattended. And if you're Jehovah's Witness, there's only one outcome when that happens. And that is fucking. That's it. That's the only logical outcome. Two people, opposite sex, never fails, always happens. And this is why they insist on having a chaperone. They're kind of skirting the subject here. They're not saying it directly as I've explained before. They often do. But there's no doubt that there's a culture set up that wants you to have a chaperone. They want to have a third person in the room at all times so that you're not in private alone with the person you're dating. Because, again, there's just this obsession with and fear of sex happening. Frankly, it could happen. Yes, and it does happen. And the silly thing is, really, really the silly thing about chaperones is... It's stupid. It's really just a show. It's a show. Because if a couple wants to have sex, do you not think they can find a private spot without a chaperone? I mean, are you fucking joking me? Like, if you really want to have sex, and this happens all the time, and Jehovah's Witness dating couples, they find a place to have sex. They find a place to have sex. And the chaperone just becomes this this showy, you know, this, this display. It's like a show for those moments when they need to to um, prove it to their parents or prove it to the congregation members around them. It's just a facade. It's a facade. Um, If you, again, you can find a private place, uh, but you're supposed to have the chaperone present (laughs) at all times unless you're in a public place. And it's just a stupid, like, awkward setup. I remember being a chaperone, like following these couples around. I really didn't care. They could have fucked if they wanted to. I really didn't care. I was like a 12-year-old kid. I found the whole thing disturbing and gross, just being there, babysitting people older than me. And and I just like, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? And it didn't stop anything from happening. I, I mean, maybe I'm the worst chaperone ever, but I just feel like... You know, all these couples were <laughs> messing around and doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Like, they're not going to pay attention to a 12-year-old kid. And, uh, you know, I know there's probably some people like, well, a chaperone's supposed to be another adult or something like that. Whatever. Just get out of here. It's just, it's a silly rule set up within the culture. And it's really, again, it's just a show. It's just a show, a display to make it look like you're trying to be chaste, like you're trying to be pure and clean and avoid... Uh, sexual activity before you get married and it just it, it rarely works it rarely works anyways continuing on listen to this this is this is good right here it is not up to the young person to decide at what age this is to be permitted or if a chaperone will be required so young people keep your opinions your thoughts to yourselves nobody fucking cares you want to know who decides the article is going to tell you that is the God-given responsibility of the Father. Yes, thank you, patriarchy. We're so grateful for you. And if there is no living father in the home, no li- so the father has to be dead. You know, what if he's just a fucking dirtbag? How about that? But nope, nope, nope. We're not even going to talk about that. If there is no living father in the home, the responsibility rests with the mother. Oh, see, that's nice. 
That's nice. They're giving the mother an opportunity there. If the father's dead, six feet underground, then the mother can decide something for her children. Very nice. But you notice how they just like rip that, <laughs> the opinion of the kids right away from them, well, what they want to do or how they want to date. Children who are seeking to do what is pleasing to the Lord will not try to take these matters into their own hands. What is pleasing to the Lord? Or pressure their parents to get their own way. But will wisely apply the counsel recorded at Colossians 3.20. Namely, you children, be obedient to your parents in everything, for this is well-pleasing in the Lord. As for the parents, they must shoulder the responsibility and then be willing to face up to the consequences of their decisions. That's right. If your kid slips up, that's on you, parents. So you better choose wisely. It is not for the Watchtower Society to make rules for them to follow. <laughs> when have we ever done that? We don't make arbitrary rules just out of thin air. It's not up to us to do that. Except in every fucking aspect of your life where we do it. We're actually doing it right now without technically doing it. We're doing it right now. We're making a rule without making a rule. It's not up to us, but we're going to make a rule. Article continues. But it is a loving and considerate parent who firmly protects his children, his child against emotional involvement until his offspring reaches an age when he is in a position to follow through by getting married. So there we have it again. What's the only objective of dating? Getting married. If you're going to get emotionally involved, you have to get married. It is not a kindness for parents to close their eyes to what is going on when their teenage children begin to, to lavish affection on someone of the opposite sex because this awakens desires in their bodies that cry out for satisfaction and all too often they ruin their lives by getting involved in fornication. So there you have it. You know, you are dating, you're a teenager, you have sex with somebody and it ruins your life? I mean, isn't that a bit extreme? It ruins, like your whole life is ruined by that act? Wow, there's a little bit of fear-mongering going on here. Could it be ruined? Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure they're going to go on and talk about how it gets ruined. But it's just the why it ruins your life. And I'm about to read something that will explain this a little bit. Is because they set it up so it ruins your life. Imagine you're a teenager and you're baptized. And you have, you know, commit, as they say, fornication. And then they can actually ruin your life. They will actually ruin your life by disfellowshipping you, possibly, and having everybody in your life shun you. That could ruin at least a, a part of your life. And then, of course, they will try to heap guilt and shame on you for the rest of your years due to that one act. Okay. Anyways, article continues. Nor does it show love on the part of Christian parents to allow their minor child to go out on dates, quotations, and keep regular company alone with an, oh geez, here we go, an unbeliever of the opposite sex, <gasps> calling it recreation, an unbeliever, no, they're so dangerous. It is heading their offspring into a life filled with heartache and grief. And in many cases, it will mean that they forsake the worship of Jehovah and lose out in life in the new system of, thanks, Jesus 
Christ. I mean, just this is such catastrophic thinking. <laughs> a life filled with heartache and grief just because they went out on a date with an unbeliever? You got to be fucking kidding me. And you're going to lose out on life and you're going to lose out on everlasting life. So just keep that in mind, kiddos. All right. Have a nice time. Enjoy that movie. There are no two ways about it, as they say. Keeping close company with a person of the opposite sex is not a game. It is not recreation. It is a definite step toward assuming lifelong responsibilities. Wow. So this article is essentially just a dating scared straight. <laughs> Do you want to ruin your whole life? Go ahead. Date someone. Otherwise, come serve us at Bethel. You'll have a great life. You'll be very happy. All right. So that was a 66 article. I'm going to jump into an 86 article. August 1st. I'm just having fun reading these and, you know, giving some commentary on them. Listen to this subheading here. Deceptive allurements today. Listen to this language. Listen to this. Satan. Satan? Often entices people into wrongdoing by things that in themselves may not be wrong or that are not explicitly explicitly condemned in the Bible. Isn't that kind of on Jehovah? I mean, if Jehovah can't put it in the fucking Bible, have it written there, and then Satan takes advantage of the loophole, isn't that Jehovah's fault? I mean, he has a 1,600-page book, and it says, and Seth begat so-and-so, and so-and-so begat so-and-so. Yep, hundreds of pages of genealogies. And there's loopholes that Satan can exploit? That's kind of on Jehovah. I mean... Jehovah, come on, man. Just We could have left out all the genealogy stuff. That could have been in a separate scroll or something just for the, the people at that time. And he could have written something about dating if you wanted to. You, you, are you telling me that Jehovah has, has nothing to say on dating? The guy created penises and vaginas. He created people, humans, human nature. And he's got nothing to say on this? And then Satan is a jerk for exploiting the loophole? Give me a break. Sorry, I get a little upset about that. All right. <laughs> for example, while many married couples have pleasant memories of wholesome times they enjoyed in their courting days, hmm, there are potential dangers when persons are alone together on a date. Yes, dangers. Dangers. Careful. Do you really have pleasant memories? Are you sure you didn't play a little slap and tickle? Are you sure about that? All right, just checking. Because if you did, that should destroy all the memories of your courtship. You know what happens to people, right? Like they have a year of dating, great time. But that one time, that one time you got a little too touchy-feely, bam, no more pleasant memories. Hold on, show out all the pleasant memories and just live with the guilt of that act, you know, that's what they <laughs> are basically saying here. Article continues. Actually, dating is a relatively modern custom that only after World War I has become popular in many places. There's a useless fact for you that has nothing to do with what we're trying to say. <laughs> what is dating is a relatively modern custom that only after World War I has become popular in many places. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Nothing, nothing. All right, here we go. Back to Satan. Satan would like you to believe that the custom is simply an innocent form of recreation that enables young people to become acquainted with members of the opposite sex as a one 
Oh, sorry. On a one-on-one basis. Oh, that Satan is so tricky. Making dating seem innocent. A way to get to know people. Damn, he's tricky. Damn him and his lies. Mm. How does Satan make dating so appealing? Is this, I mean, are they actually implying that Satan, like, invented, <laughs> invented the idea of dating after World War One? Like, he was thrown out of heaven, right? Because they said before World War One or 1914-ish, dating wasn't even a practice, but now it is. And guess what? Satan is using it. He was thrown out of heaven, and his goal was to get young people to date on a one-on-one basis and get acquainted. Ooh, he is evil, evil. Here we go. The paragraph finishes out. But, in truth, the custom is fraught with moral dangers. Older, mature Christians, because of their experience, are more aware of these dangers and therefore can provide helpful direction. Sure, they're aware of them because they, most of them fooled around. You know, I, my parents fooled around <laughs> during their courtship. Uh, it's hard to find people that didn't. Uh, they, they don't have at least something their, their conscience is pricking them about. You know, that's just because of the Jehovah's Witness back, the teachings, of course. The, the, you're going to slip up a little bit. Come on. Come on. I mean, there's a few couples I meant like, we, we didn't kiss before we got married. And now we hate each other. Well, good for you. Good for you if you didn't kiss before you got married. But the, just recognize that that's fucking lunacy in most places in the, <laughs> in the world. Give me a break. Okay. But perhaps you feel that there's no danger in dating and that your parents are overly restrictive. Robbing you of fun. Yeah, just as people can be judged by the fruitage they bear, so can customs such as dating. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Mom and Dad, I like to go on a date. No. Well, I just want to go out for fun. No, 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 no. Do you know what kind of fruitage dating bears? Guess what? Here we go. For example, <laughs> listen to this fruitage. An 18-year-old who regularly dated and who became pregnant. Noted. I was one of the thousands of kids who thought it could have happened to me. <laughs> now, here's a question for you. Was it dating or was it bad parenting? Answer that for me. If you thought at 18 years old you could have sex with somebody and it's not a possibility that you could get pregnant, who is that on? Is that on dating? Is, it, is the problem dating or is that the parents? I would blame the parents and I'm, I'm be honest i'm not i'm not bashing teenage pregnancy i'm also not a fan of unwanted teenage pregnancies i'm just saying but the this thought that <laughs> i thought it couldn't happen to me it's just bad parenting and i know it happens but still she admitted that after dating for some time hand holding and kissing gets stale boy howdy does it ever What else could you try besides hand-holding and kissing? No clue. Similarly, a 17-year-old girl who often dated reports kissing and cuddling build up until I'm desperate to have the boy make love to me. An uncommon feeling? Not at all. Okay, so there you see some of the fruits of dating. It could lead to a pregnancy or having somebody want to make love to you. Not good. Not good. 
It's very dangerous, dangerous stuff. All right, last paragraph. When young people who are physically attracted to each other isolate themselves, as is common when dating, sexual desire can build up until it leads even well-intentioned use into breaking God's law. Consider that well over a million teenage girls in the United States get pregnant each year, and hundreds of thousands of them have abortions or bear their cho- children out of wedlock. Unfortunately, occasionally some of these teenage girls are children of Jehovah's Witnesses, and so are the boys who are involved with them. <sighs> oh my gosh. The modern custom of dating must bear consider res- bear considerable responsibility for these tragedies what what (laughs) like think about this for a second the if you read the bible in the bible there (laughs) there are unwanted pregnancies in the bible and people fooling around and people you know all this stuff is in the bible and a lot of times in the bible like well he was a he shouldn't have done that but he repented, and later he was a good guy. There you have it. I mean, lot. I mean, did his daughters date him before they had, they had sex with him and got pregnant? Was dating the problem there? Was the problem that they were dating? I don't know. There seems like there's um this whole idea of dating being some type of modern invention and the cause of <laughs> the cause of unwanted pregnancies or teenage pregnancies or uh all this stuff like like none of this stuff existed be- before world war one it's just it's just madness anyways all right consider responsibility for these tragedies as well as for perhaps millions of the new cases of sexually transmitted disease each year yes because stds again that just did not exist before dating dating is a problem dating is what's causing people to have sex and unprotected sex and to get pregnant and have STDs. The article is just completely batshit crazy. I mean, even if you want to take the most generous interpretation of this information, it's just this whole thing of Satan using dating. It's just insanity. Imagine going into dating with that mindset that the devil could use that against you. It's just, it's so unhealthy as a way of thinking. And so many Jehovah's Witnesses who go through very standard courtships. I, I just feel like a lot of the relationships, some yeah, a lot of them work out great. A lot of them stick together. If you want, I, that's not necessarily a measure of success in my book, but it happens. But then you also have a lot of um, sexual tension and suppression. A lot of young people in the religion get married young just because they want to have sex and they're trying to do it in a way that's. Um, official within religion that's approved of which is within uh, the marriage and so I feel like say what you will I mean I don't have any problem if somebody wants to remain a virgin until they're married or someone just doesn't want to date any of those things I don't have a problem with that I just think the shoving all of this baggage all this Satan talk and making dating seem so negative and dangerous just very unhealthy, very unhealthy. Should you be aware of certain dangers? Of course, you should be prepared. You should be smart. Um, you should be knowledgeable. But uh, you shouldn't feel like the devil is trying to exploit you at every turn <laughs> within your courtship or at courtship. There I go again. While you're dating someone. All right, well, that's just a crazy little couple of articles I wanted to review about dating, Joe's Witness and courtship. I have a lot more to say about it, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That's, I'm going to leave it right at, right there, right there for everyone. Hope you enjoyed this uh, completely unprepared rant. 
And please feel free to reach out to me, armageddonpodcast at gmail.com or via Instagram at armageddonpodcast.